begins with this gate drop. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Power to the Ground podcast, your home for everything motocross, supercross, and dirt bike related. I am Steve, joined as always by Jesse. What is up, Jesse? Just enjoying a little bit of this liquid courage, Steve. Liquid yeah, It's weird. We don't normally do this podcast this late at night, so it's an entirely different dynamic. It and, is. Uh, I think I needed it. I yeah. I needed it. <clears throat> I agree. A little bit. Wherever you happen to be listening to this, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we upload a new show. Also, visit our website www.powerthenumber2theground.com check out for giveaways merch exclusive web content jug club all of the above fun awesome goodness dude we got one round left i know and like everything it seems like is coming right down to the wire pretty much so i mean the 450s it's pretty much wrapped up decided um unless that yeah but um in both 250 classes there are four potential champions right now, and that's exciting. Agreed. It could be a little bit more exciting for if uh, McElrath was so able to stay in front. But. McElrath was, for me, the biggest disappointment of the last week. Um, and it's just because, like, dude, you know what the stakes are. You know how much time is left. And um, let's be honest, he just got taken <laughs> yeah I, I mean so that was a six point swing that pass for first place that put McElrath back in second was a six point swing um with one race left i just for me if you're going to want to win a championship you do everything you can to either prevent or pass back in that instance because that's that could be a championship on the line instead yeah. of who finishes better in the next race now you have to win and hope for some help yeah absolutely um for me i don't i'm not sure that it was a disappointment um for me it answered a question because what i had been asking myself this whole year is what is the skill differential between sexton and mcelrath and i think that race answered that question it's pretty significant yeah I, well so the point for me what happened was the points said otherwise right mcelrath was on a tear i think he had won what four almost five in a row uh before that kind of rough race Last week. Um, and so when I say disappointment, it's just more, I'm more disappointed that we don't have a tie going into yeah. the final round. No, know? I totally get that. Um, but I just, I did want to see a little bit more fight out of McElrath. Uh, and Sexton was coming around. You're talking about the defending champ coming around. If he passes you, you, you go down six points going into the final round. So right. now you have to win and you have to hope that the defending champ, who is the points leader, finishes off of the podium to have a shot. Um, don't like those odds. No, so. me either. <laughs> Uh, you'd think you would have saw a little bit more fight, I think, was only my point with McElrath. Yeah. Yeah, I would have really liked to see it, like, I mean, at that point. I, I mean, if there was ever a time to play dirty, that was the time to do it. I just think <laughs> I just think the, um, the difference in skill between uh, Sexton and McElrath, I, I just think Sexton is just... On a complete, on his best day, he's on a completely different level that McElrath just, it's not even attainable for him at this point. Yeah. I mean, well, with Sexton, I do, I do think you're looking at one of the future potential champions 
of like Agreed. 450 level the, you know the kind of the guy who is going to be there every single year in the one two or three spot in the championship points fighting for that championship he just has that him him and the and the Lawrence brothers yep. are the future of this sport I, there's others obviously but you want to talk about the three off the top of my head right now them Justin Cooper yeah and you know yeah. And, and probably more so Jet than Hunter from what I've seen so far. Um, that's not to say Hunter can't come along, but... Hunter's got a motocross win under his belt. Don't forget about that. He took yeah. one last year. But Jet's run like three or four races in the professional sport and already has a podium. So <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> and so he almost won that race he went down. He had a shot at winning that he race. Really, so, uh, uh, yeah, the one that got him hurt. Yeah. Uh, he right. I thought he was going to win that race. I did too. It. He was charging. Oh, he was so much faster than everybody on the track. So it looked like, you know, with the podium, maybe he matured just a little bit. Um, didn't push himself too hard, but I just what I saw from him in that race was just this kid looks like he's got five more years under his belt than he does. He looks like he's five years more mature than he is. Um, he's got the stature, the skill set, and as soon as he gets the experience, he might be unbeatable. Sorry, Hunter, yeah. but Jet might be unbeatable when he figures it out. Uh, it's got a it's got a very similar feeling to watching LeBron come out of high school. And come straight into the NBA. That's that's kind of how I feel about Jet coming out of the Loretta Lynn's at 16 and coming into it. It's got a very... If he stays on this pace, I, I, I actually texted you after I saw the races. Um, for me, the comparison, uh, the only comparison I can draw is the hype that surrounded Bubba. Yeah. You know? No, like, that's... Ver- James yeah, Stewart had such this, like, everybody just kind of knew, like... As soon as this kid hits top tier, he might be unstoppable. And he was damn near unstoppable once he hit top tier. So that, for me, we could be looking at one of the best professional riders to come out of this sport since James Stewart. Which is, I mean, there's been a few. we got the Villapotos and the Dungies. You know, we've had some great riders. But Jet looks like he might be next level, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just hope he can stay on two wheels a little bit better. Well, he's got Dungy in his corner now, right? Yeah. And I think Dungy's tempered approach to this sport is something that a wild, young, you know, throttle open is that he's just going to benefit from having someone like Dungy to just be like, listen, you got the speed. You need to slow down just a hair. (laughs) Take it easy. You don't need to win by 45 seconds. Winning by 10 still counts. (laughs) It's still a first. It's still first place. You don't get extra points for 30 extra seconds. (laughs) But why not? (laughs) Oh, I mean, look, the competitor in me says, if I can win by 30, why not win by 60? You know, but uh, it's, Dungy's going to help him. So uh, we've definitely gotten to see some some excitement there. On the other side, uh, we got to see... Um, Ferrandis get a taste of his own medicine. Oh, it felt so good. That too. was I, I, unfortunately I, it was Forkner that gave it to him, but right. And I don't normally advocate for like overly aggressive riding. Right? It's just not. I want to see man, you win by skill. It. But Ferrandis deserved that. Man, that pass was literally every pass Ferrandis has made this year <laughs> back at him. Exactly. <laughs> At so, the one moment he didn't want it to happen, right? And I, so yeah, would, if it was like a Justin Cooper doing it to him, I think it would have been a little bit happier. But it was Forkner. But I did say I wanted to see Forkner win these races, so that we had a tight championship right. going into the final. So uh, 
in this one instance, I was okay that Forkner ended up making that pass. I was really happy he made it the way he did because, like, he damn near took him down yeah. off the track when he made that pass. So what do we have? It's a seven-point difference now on this side? Yeah. Okay. It's, yes, so it's six for McElrath and Sexton in the east, and then it's seven for Ferrandis to Forkner. Flip. The, Flip. The Aussies are on the west. No, McElrath and Sexton in the east. Oh, I thought you said it was the... Forkner and Ferrandis are seven-point difference in the west. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, that got all screwed up because of the injury, Jets injury, and then Hunter was injured coming into it, and so he Oh, they all got you. I'm so confused. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Point is, we have a six and a seven point difference in both of these going into the right. West shootout, which is... So a first to a fourth. First to a fourth wins it in which, both of them. And when you think about it, you're injecting the other side's points leaders into this who also need wins. Right. So the points gaps, it's not going to be first to second or first to third. It's probably going to be a first to a fourth or a second to a fifth because of the other guys injecting. That like, Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. I'm, gonna, a, I'm almost – now that you just put it that way because I – that, that part of it, that dynamic – completely didn't register for me in the showdown the like it's the points gaps are going to be bigger yeah uh, for the finisher so like uh, the six or seven point gap in the championship right now is actually probably closer to two or three practically so that being said i'm more excited for watching the 250s now oh 100 than the 450s 100 all right i do i'm right. i'm with you <laughs> all right so who, if there was one race that would be just the perfect race to, to win one, would this not be that one for Jet? So, <laughs> in, in the realm of statement making, <laughs> you're talking about... The four best riders in the entire 250 class across the country coming together for the first time with two championships literally on the line. Yeah. For if Jet came in <laughs> and stole this one, that is like the statement to end all state. That's I don't next care level. if you guys are fighting for championships. I'm better than all of you. Just wait till next year. Right. <laughs> right. That is putting the entire. Just putting, wait until I get my driver's license. Oh, just wait. <laughs> That's putting the 250 class on notice. That is putting the 450 class on notice. Because you know the 450 guys are watching that going, uh, what just happened, dude? <laughs> like, so, you know he's going to want to do that. He's got the speed to do it. I wonder if he's got the maturity to do it. Oh, man. That would be amazing. All right. I'm so, rooting for that more so than any one person to win I'm the just going to be watching <laughs> where's Jet, where's, where's Jet, Jet, where's Jet. All right. Let's do some quick. So now the predictions for the 250s are going to be tough. We, uh, yeah, because you got to combine both of them. Uh, right. So let's do predictions for 250s, take a break, and we'll go into 450s. I like it. All right. So how are you going to do this? Normally we only... <laughs> this is rough. This is rough. Okay. I think from what I've seen, the let's do them. Man... Let's do them together. Let's see if we can reach a consensus. Okay. okay. So the question for me, let's work backwards here. There are four riders here competing for a championship. Yeah. You get three spots for a podium. Who's the odd man out here? For me, it's McElrath. I would agree with that. 
So I think Forkner's been on a streak. Yeah. He's super fast. Uh, I think Ferrandis is the points leader there. I don't know how you leave him off the podium unless he gets a bad start, which is very likely for Ferrandis. If mm-hmm. he gets a bad start, I put McGrath up there. Okay. And then Sexton, I think, is the better is be- the best of all four. I agree. So we're putting Mac- taking McGrath off, which means he loses that championship. That goes straight to Sexton. Yeah. I think, barring a jet upset, <laughs> <laughs> you probably get Sexton in first. I'm going to, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I think Sexton's the most talented rider. I also think he's the them. cleanest, though, and okay. the smartest. Yep. That might work against him when he's got Ferrandis and Forkner as the other two Ooh, guys. That's a good point. Can so, they catch him, though? If he gets a good start and he gets out front, that but that's that's Start Sexton's, is going to determine yeah, that's that, Sexton's, right? Yep. That's his that's style. His thing, yep. But, so let's say he gets the start, but Forkner's right there. Forkner's really good early in a race. Um, Forkner's Forkner's really good throughout a race. No, no, no. But but he starts, especially beginning of the year. He does make mistakes. Mistakes making mistakes. It always happens mid to late race, right? Right. So if Forkner gets right behind Sexton early in this race, takes him high, a little bit dirty, a little bit aggressive. um, Forkner has a chance to run away at that point. Because now you got Sexton potentially going down, getting caught up in a pack. Uh, Ferrandis is probably going to have a bad start, so he's going to work through it. So I could see a realistic scenario where it goes Forkner, Sexton, Ferrandis in that order. But only if Forkner makes that type of like, I'm right there at the beginning, super aggressive pass on yeah. Sexton, and Sexton makes a mistake. Otherwise, I'd flip the top two. I think I just talked myself into that top three. And I mean, gonna... this is assuming that Jet doesn't do an endo pass through a whoop section, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I was, let, let me give one more caveat, and then I'll turn it over. <laughs> I think Jet probably finishes on the podium in this race. I'm going to be honest. And I think Ferrandis falls to fourth, and you get like Makarath in fifth. I, I could see that dis- happen. I, I mean, oh, man. Dude, he's that fast. He is that fast. If he stays the on two only, wheels. The only thing about Jet is... Um, you could see it in the last race, even when he was uh, when he took uh, took that podium spot. He he doesn't look like he quite has the cardio yet. Sure. And, it could, and the only spot on the track that you can see it is through the whoops. He started. He he was smooth smooth at the beginning of the race. Yep. Watch towards the end of the race if you if you watch the highlights again. Kind of laboring through it a bit. Yeah, he starts getting a little uh, jiggy in the whoops so towards the end of the race. I also think I feel like I have to take it back for one other reason. When you got Ferrandis behind you fighting for a championship, he is as dirty as as they come and as they come, and he's going to see this rookie in front of him fighting for a podium, and he's going to be like, "Nah, dude, I got to win this championship." Yeah. And if Forkner's out ahead, I could see Ferrandez literally taking Jet completely out of the race in an attempt to make a pass. I can't take Ferrandez off of the podium, not when he's got his championship competitor, yeah, in, in, you know, potentially first or second. So, all right, so recap your top three for me. So my top three, um, I think I've talked myself into seventy-five percent Sexton, Forkner, Ferrandez, with McElrath hanging back and probably a fourth. I could see a case where Forkner wins, Sexton comes in second, Ferrandez comes in third, which would still give Sexton the championship. Had to work out how the points would work out, and the other one with Ferrandez and Forkner. I think 
think that ties them? Were they this? No, they had the seven point difference. So that still gives Hernandez a win yeah. in the championship. So I could see either of those two scenarios, but um, if I had to put money on it, I'd say Sexton, Forkner, Hernandez. Sexton, Forkner, Hernandez. It's tough. We haven't seen them race each other, right? Like yeah. We can't. We don't have a speed comparison with some of these I, guys. I think Sexton sets sail. I think he wins it by a significant margin. Um, I don't think the other two. I think the other two. I, I, I think it could go either way. I don't think either one of them are even going to get a a sniff of Sexton though. Um, especially if Sexton gets a good start. If Sexton gets a good start and he's got clear air in front of him, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna catch him. Um, Forkner's come on really strong he lately, has. and I think he's, he's really shown strong. that on an average day, he's probably faster than Ferrandis. Yeah, and if Forkner's in second and Ferrandis is in third, I can't see a reason why Ferrandis would push to pass him. He wins. He, he wins. wins at that point, right? So there's no like aggressive, dirty thing that takes them both out, and suddenly you have McElrath shooting up to second or right. anything like that. So. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Sexton, Forkner, Ferrandis. I think it's the most logical. Sexton's yeah. definitely the fastest. We agree on that. <clears throat> There's no reason for Ferrandis to push past that. Right. If he's, if, he, if he's on the podium, he wins. It's right. as simple as that. Uh, the only person that could even throw a wrench in that is McElrath, and I just don't think he's shown the speed. Now, we also haven't seen McElrath in comparison to Ferrandis and Forkner, so... Right, we don't know where he is. Leaving him off of the podium was just our best guess at right. if we had to leave one off. Just based on the comparison between him and Sexton. You've got to imagine that Ferrandis. Yeah, <laughs> you you have to imagine that Ferrandis and Forkner are probably on the same level as, or at least close to the same level as Sexton. Now, that's not to discount Sexton. What if Sexton is just that much faster than all of them? Right. And, and McElrath is really really on par with Forkner and Ferrandis. You have a scenario where now he's realistically competing for second or third in that, and right. he does have a reason to push because if Sexton goes down, he needs to be up in that spot to take first and win that thing. Yeah. Otherwise, Sexton still wins it. So right. he has every reason in the world to push way harder than Ferrandis. I'm starting to talk myself out of Ferrandis on the podium right now. I mean, realize <laughs> that Ferrandis has no reason to push that hard if Forkner's right in front of him. Right. The only reason that Ferrandis should push hard is if Forkner's out front. Man, there's a lot of dynamics there's that go so, on. This is, this is, this this is going to be, be fun. Race. Yeah, It's going to be a great race. I'm going to stick with my top three. Yeah, me too. I still think I'm going to stick with it. I think McElrath has the potential to throw a wrench in there, and I think Forkner has the potential to take out Sexton if he does it early. And let's all cross <clears> our <throat> fingers for a jet win. And we're crossing our fingers for a jet win. <laughs> That's going to wrap up the 250s before the final round. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the 450. No, but seriously, I'm, I'm so excited, excited about it. <laughs> All right, I guess we should probably talk about the 450s now, which are far less exciting than the 250s. However, it's not over yet. Right. Um, which so, is a credit to Cooper Webb. Yes. I would say the safe play for this race is for Tomac to go nowhere near Webb. Anywhere near. Not even be in the – like, just don't be around him. So, um, I agree. I think that what's likely going to happen is what should probably, what we've seen on several occasions since the return, and what is the best bet, unfortunately, for Tomac for Webb, is 
Webb is going to come firing out of the gate. Yeah. He is going to get a ridiculously good start. He's probably going to have like Osborne or somebody in front of him to start the, the race, and then he's going to just set sail. Tomac is probably going to have an okay to bad start. One, because that's some of, that's something that he does. Right. But I also feel like he's probably going to be at his strongest coming back from like eighth. Eighth, ninth, tenth. Yeah. One, he still has enough reason to push um, to make a few passes up into like the top five. But he isn't right behind Webb and tempted to kind of like... <laughs> Right, yeah, that, and that's that's a worst case. I think that that's a worst case scenario for Tomac. Just looking at the whole shot in round fifteen, when Webb straight up cut him you off. You can't, yeah, you can't tell me that Webb didn't see the green bike coming up next to him. He was like, "Chances are, I know who that is." Let me go. Eh. So let's recap uh, before we get into this final round. Let's just recap real quick what we saw. So. Uh, Roxon made an appearance. Yep. Finally, he has had one appearance in the five, six rounds that we've seen in Salt Lake City so far. I know he had the shingles. I know I'm not going to bash on him too much. He did show up for one race and then disappeared again. Um, so Roxon made an appearance. Webb continued to do exactly what we knew Webb had to do. Uh, second in the Sunday race, first in the Wednesday race, exactly yep. like he's done every single other week so far since the return. The problem for Webb is that Tomac also did exactly what he needed to do. Right. And I have to admit, you were a little bit more right than me on this one. Tomac has matured far more than we thought he has. And while he still has one race to Tomac things up a little bit, and like he basically has to not finish to lose this championship. Right. Basically. Um, he has shown that he doesn't need to just drop the hammer every race to win. He's was smart. He's managed his races still somehow managed. Uh, for me, Tomek won this championship in that last round. Yeah. He was dead last coming around that corner dead last and still managed to catch, uh, uh, Webb. Yeah. Um, didn't pass him obviously, but he didn't need to. So, go ahead, Mr. Webb. You gain your three points on me. I've got 20 more to spare for right. one round left. You know, And to me, that showed that Tomac still has the ability to come back from wherever he needs to to manage whatever he needs to. And two, he has the maturity to understand that he doesn't need to win right, right. now. He's won enough this year. He's won plenty of races this year. He needs to manage. For me, while he didn't officially wrap it up because of that start, that was probably the, one of the more impressive performances I've seen from him, and I think he earned the championship in that race. I agree. Um, I just the only way that I see Tomac winning this race is if he gets a really good start and gets out front and sets sail. Um, and the chances of that happening are pretty low. Yeah, but you know what? I can see it. So you got to think about a little bit of extra extra juice. That's going to be going through Tomac, right? And I'm not saying it's likely. Right. I, don't, I don't think it's likely. But there is a chance that Tomac just gets that extra little bit of adrenaline shot knowing that this is it for him. Okay, what kind of statement for him in his head would it make if not only did he just win it at this race, but he won it. Yeah. And he said, listen, this is mine. And you're right. The only way it happens is if he gets a start. Because if he's behind Webb at any point in this race, he should just stay there. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to think from my perspective. If I'm if I'm racing this race and I'm Tomac, I've got this points lead. Uh, my safe bet is getting a bad start and coming through the pack. 
That's my if I'm out front, I've got a chance. I've got the shot of Webb coming up to my rear wheel and taking me out. Right. If I am chasing Webb and Webb's in first or in second and I'm in third, whatever the case, if I'm on Webb's wheel, I've got the chance of Webb taking me out. My to me, the only the only safe bet in this is Tomac just conceding the the whole shot, letting Webb go do his thing, and then making his way through the pack and keeping in control and keeping control of the race. That's that's the best way for Tomac to keep control of this championship. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I just don't know that. I mean, these guys are top-level competitors. You're I asking agree. somebody to not try as hard. <laughs> and, I, I and totally get it. And while I do think it. Tomac has managed, right, he still had to push to get up to a point where he was able to manage. So he still flew through those packs. So he still has the ability to drop the hammer. Yep. Right. I think what you're asking now, look, <laughs> with Tomac starts, he could probably try to get the whole shot and still get what you're saying could True. happen. That's that's actually also probably very likely. Tomac, you flip a coin with his starts, you know. Um, I don't think he does that on purpose. Now, I was also wrong about whether or not he was going to push when he caught up. <laughs> so, I, you know, I could be, again, he may have just matured to a point that I'm not expecting. But you're talking about some of the most competitive dudes on the planet. And what you're basically saying is don't try to win this race because there's a, something larger at stake, which logically makes perfect sense. Right, but you're but also racing. almost yeah. asking a racer to race a little scared. Yeah. You know, you want to stay away from Webb because if Webb takes you out, you could lose. Yeah, but if Webb takes me out, it's a very good chance he's going out too. I also want to prove to everybody that despite the run that Webb's been on, I deserve this championship. And I'm going to prove that by dropping the hammer and gapping everybody right around that first turn and winning this thing. Yeah, there is a mutually assured destruction at hand here. But... At the same time, Tomac's the only one with something to lose at this point. I mean, no, if you're, because, a, I mean, if you're first, to, you're last. Web, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, Webb Web can only get so aggressive because what's the point of taking out Tomac if you're going to go down too? You're not going to gain anything from that. So for no, Webb to gain here, he's got to win. I don't think that – I don't think Webb would take himself out purposefully no. i i do think that he will get aggressive sure. to take tomac out and accidentally take himself out i think he would absolutely do that i that i mean the that whole shot in round 15 was a perfect example that he clear as day swerved right in front of tomac and it easily could have taken both of them out they would have been run over by multiple dirt bikes that could have get that could have gone Really, really bad. Look at that. Look at that. No, replay. You're right. I, I think you're right. I, I just don't know. You're talking about. You're, <laughs> Webb is insane. Yes. He is next level able to elevate himself. I don't know that he's so insane that he would risk his own championship uh, chances to get a. That there's too much risk reward there. I think for me, I think I think he gets aggressive. I I don't. He'll take home at highest balls. He'll try to take him off the track 100. I don't disagree with that. Does he pull like a Ferrandis level? Come in, cut across a corner, and go like direct. Use Tomac as his berm type of aggressiveness. <laughs> I, I don't think he goes that far because if he goes down two and they both end up in last, well, now Webb loses out too. Yeah. So he's got to. 
to be a champion, which he is, he's also got to play it smart to a point, too. And look, the best thing Webb can do, get the whole shot, get out front, win the race. Right. And what happens from there happens from there. There's nothing you can do about to- how Tomac finishes unless he's directly in front of you and you take him high. Right. Um, but the best thing for Webb is just to get the whole shot and get out front. So, yeah. um, I just don't think that he goes so far as to brisk his own chances at the championship. So, I disagree. I think he totally would absolutely do that. I, I really do. I, I just have no reason to believe that he would not at least be like, yeah, there's a 50% chance that this takes me out too, but there's a 50% chance that it doesn't take me out, so I'm going for it. Either that or he has enough faith in his ability to get back up and still win the race Yeah, that he takes them both out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, man, he is kind of I've crazy. had some serious crashes this right. year. Just this year. Um, so, but but let's be honest, right? Uh, Tomac has done what he's needed to do. So has Webb, but it was too little too late. Yeah. Uh, do you think there is any chance that Tomac doesn't win at this point? No. No. I don't think that there is um, any chance that Tomac does not win the championship. I think he's proven that he can handle the pressure at this point. I think since he's been back, since the racing has been back, he has taken it to another level. He has dropped the hammer when he's needed to drop the hammer. He has managed races when he's needed to manage. He has done everything that a champion needs to do. I think he's earned it, and I don't think there's any way. I I think if he even remotely feels like there's a chance that he goes down, he would rather save it and lose like five spots because he can afford that. Let's look at the point structure here. What what does Tomac need to finish in in order to win the championship? Like, fi- um, like 13th or 14th? I, you, you dropped this one on me. I could have been ready for this if we had done this I, I time. know. But my, my guess is that Webb could probably lap Tomac, and Tomac could still win this championship. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, that's very likely. I mean, Tomac... Really, so it's an 18-point gap. You get points down to 20th, is it? Wait, it's an 18-point gap? Yeah. That's what I just saw. Oh. Hold I on. I thought it was more than Sorry, that. Sorry, no, you're right. It, it was at 366 for Tomac, 344 for Webb. So it's a 22-point gap. That's what I thought it so was. So he has to finish almost dead last or not finish his race, and Webb has to win for this to not go Tomac's way. Right. Tomek is not going to finish dead last. He, no. He's no. not going to finish outside the top 10. Right. He could finish ninth and still win this thing. So, th- so the only way that Webb wins this race, the only way that Webb wins this championship if he, is if he straight takes Tomac out. Which, I, I mean, if he gets too aggressive with it, then he gets disqualified and doesn't end up winning the right. race anyway. So, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's any way... I. The, if Tomac went down and lost this championship somehow in this last round, he he just don't come back. It would flat out be <laughs> no seriously. It would be for me in my mind the single biggest blunder in like the history of professional sports. Like this is like Yankees in 4 blowing a four zero lead type of of uh, break like. Or, or choke. Yeah. Like, that would be choking on the next level. Like, he's just got to finish the race and he wins it all. Right. So, all right. Let's do some uh, some quick predictions. What do you got for your top three? Uh, 
Webb, Osborne, Tomac, in that order. I think Webb does what he needs to do to win. I think Tomac probably starts somewhere in like the 7-8 range, maybe mid-pack, uh, fights his way up to the podium because it's going to look really good for the champion to be on the podium in the race that he secures it. I think Osborne's been really, really good and rocks in as a no-show minus one race. And for me, there's... Unless Tomek gets the start and drops the hammer, which I think is, I think it's more of a possibility than I think you do, but I do think it's a possibility. I still got to go. Webb has been on fire. It's going to be Webb, Osborne, Tomek. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Webb, Osborne, Anderson, Tomek, and fourth. And I think Tomek keeps a safe buffer between him and Webb. Smart. It's smart on Eli's part, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even some of the headlines, Eli Tomac played long game with the championship. He's he's figured it out, I think, yeah. at this point. He won enough races this year to know he could just manage. So um, early congratulations for Eli. I'm going to knock on wood because <laughs> yeah. as the person who right. is the Eli fan Flat tire. Here, <laughs> his engine literally explodes three laps into it. Like, uh, All right, man. I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, the next time we talk, we'll be talking some champions. Maybe get some outdoor previews. Yeah. It's that yeah. time of year. It is. I mean, late, I, you keep, I keep seeing all, seeing all the uh, pro motocross stuff on Facebook. So, yeah, they're definitely gearing up. Awesome. So, championship talk, outdoor talk. Guys, thank you, as always, for checking in and listening to this. Well, it's still a Saturday edition, I guess. But for us, it's a Friday night yep. edition. Um, interesting times. Interesting, interesting times. T- it's going to be interesting to see what interesting happens. Interesting to see, Steve. <laughs> thanks, Ricky. Uh, guys, thanks as always. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace. Go Eli.